0: The opinions expressed during this program are solely the opinions of the hosts, guests, and callers. They do not necessarily represent the views of the advertisers, management, staff, or ownership of WCTC. WCTC Sound Advice presents NJ Law Talk with Ken Kammon. NJ Law Talk, the weekly program focused on the law from a Jersey perspective. Now, here's your host for NJ Law Talk, Ken Verkammen.
1: This is Ken Verkammen, and uh, uh, welcome to NJ Law Talk. We're here every Tuesday night at uh, approximately 6 o'clock, going over different legal topics. And uh, we are proud to have as this week's special guest star, Bill Isley, who is an attorney and handles Medicaid and nursing home issues. Good evening, Bill.
2: Good evening, Kevin, thank you for having me.
1: Now, we, uh, as attorneys, like uh, we both do... Uh, wills for clients we do powers of attorney we do living wills and we try to do different types of uh, estate planning issues and sometimes after we've done all the documents um the uh, person will say like uh oh by the way how does this protect uh this will protect uh my assets in the event i go into nursing home and i say well it doesn't that you know that wasn't part of what you uh uh needed to do in the beginning and then they'll say the next question well How can I protect my assets from the government taking it in the event I have to go into a nursing home, I'd say? And uh, uh, what's uh, a brief answer that uh, you may want to give to uh, people?
2: Well, the brief answer is that the government is not going to take your assets. Uh, That would be against uh, the 14th Amendment of the Constitution for the government to take them from you. there are ways that the government will pay for your care, but primarily if you are uh, impoverished. Otherwise, you've got to find a way to pay for your own care, and it's not like somebody's taking them from you. You're paying for care that you're receiving. Um, so the idea, the concept of protecting your assets against something is is a little bit strange.
1: Now, many times the client will say, "Well, what? The, how can I protect these these assets?" From the government taking anything, and uh, I'll go over. Well, first, the government really isn't taking it, but it's just that the government doesn't pay. It's just that there's a requirement of re of repaying. Nursing homes uh, are most of them are like the, the Hyatt. You know, they're entitled to be paid. You know, there are many owned by uh, pri- private uh, private companies. Right. And they have their own their own shareholders and. Uh, um, you know, so uh, they're providing
2: what... a service they're entitled to be paid for. It. Yeah.
1: And uh, so what are some of the ways uh, that uh, long term care expenses are
2: are paid for? Well, basically, basically, there are four ways. Um, private pay, which would include uh, paying out of your savings, uh, paying out of your income or using long term care insurance. If you're fortunate enough to have purchased long term care insurance, you um, The second way would be Medicare, which is a very limited uh, way of paying for some long-term care services, and I'll get into that in a little more detail later. Um, The third way would be Medicaid, which is the federal-state joint program for the poor. So you have to be poor in order for Medicaid to pay for your nursing home care
1: and I tell people like Medicaid is welfare it's administered it through is. the Board of Social Services right if you are penniless Medicaid pays If right. you have your own money then then they don't pay
2: right and Medicare unlike Medicaid is is an insurance program that we all pay into out of out of every paycheck um, so Medicare is different it's an insurance program it's not welfare and the fourth way uh, for those who have uh, serve the United States in the armed forces, there may be some veterans benefits available uh, to those individuals.
1: Are those the uh, three uh, New Jersey veterans homes?
2: There are. There are three New Jersey veterans homes and um, their, their payment structure is quite different. Uh, their, their structure is based basically upon um, the individual's ability to pay uh, and also um, you know, if a person is is on a federal pension as a result of uh, wounds received in wartime or or otherwise uh, related to their veteran service. Bill, are those like veterans only or veterans and their spouses? Veterans and their spouses are entitled to go into oh, the New Jersey uh, veterans. Uh,
1: by the way, uh, our topic today is going to be a Medicaid and nursing home. And our call in for those topics uh, for our listeners is 732-545-9282. So, uh, what, so what benefits are available from the government for a person who needs long-term care? And when I say the word long-term care, uh, you know, it's, people think it's the ugly word, nurse, nursing home. But there's, a lot of nursing homes are very nice. Yes, they are. You know, I mean, newer ones are, are beautiful. Uh, um, you know, some of the older ones, not as nice. But what are some of the benefits that are available from the
2: government? Okay, well first let me talk about Medicare. Um, The Medicare benefits that are available for any kind of nursing home care are extremely limited, and they relate to a uh, rehabilitation stay after a hospitalization. And without getting into all the uh, details, if you've been in the hospital for several days and your doctor says that you need to have rehabilitation care, Uh, you will be sent to a nursing and rehabilitation center. Uh, Most of the nursing homes in New Jersey, not all, but most of the nursing homes in New Jersey are also certified by the federal government as rehabilitation centers where Medicare can pay for your care. Medicare will pay for your care in rehabilitation for the first 20 days. If you continue to need rehab care after the 20th day, Medicare will continue to pay up to 100 days. That is for an additional 80 days, but there will be a copay. The first 20 days, there's no copay. Okay, and that that copay uh, changes from year to year. Uh, the current copay is $152 a day. Uh, it will probably go up January 1st or the beginning of of next year. So if you don't want to hold that figure in your head, don't worry about it. It'll change in a month. Uh, but Right now, uh, if your uh, 20 days are expiring in uh, rehab, but you, your doctors still feel that you need rehab care, you can uh, get it from Medicare with $152 a day copay. After the 100 days expire, then Medicare will no longer pay for any part of it. Uh, now, you may have private insurance that will cover post-acute or rehab care. Uh, Many people do, as part of their regular health insurance, have uh, the ability to uh, defer those charges to an insurance carrier. Um, So it's going to depend at that point upon what kind of insurance you have, what kind of health insurance you have, and what the benefits are under that insurance. The other governmental benefit that's available, as I mentioned before, is Medicaid. And Medicaid is, as you said, welfare. It's a program for the poor. And therefore, there are very strict requirements about your assets and your income.
1: Now, may, maybe I'm jumping ahead, but uh, if if someone has, let's say, someone has some money, and uh, um, because ballpark in central Jersey, how much does a nursing home cost per month?
2: Ballpark at this point, I would say between ten and twelve thousand dollars a month. See. So, so doing the math, it's well over hundred thousand dollars a year. Yes.
1: Let's say, so uh, let's say someone goes into, uh, into a nursing home. Uh, they're, of course, they're, everyone's hoping to you know, not go in or go back to somewhere, but, and they only have $100,000. Let's say if they run out of their $100,000 uh, uh, and they then have to go to the hospital for a day, let's say can the nursing home say, we're not going to take you back because you're out of money?
2: Technically, they can. Uh, generally speaking, the nursing homes will not do that to someone who has been there for a long period of time. They will assist that individual in applying for Medicaid.
1: And if the person is not competent, how can they uh, assist that person?
2: Well, if the person is not competent, uh, basically there are two alternatives. If the person has previously appointed a power of attorney, or has, has signed a power of attorney and appointed an agent, is the correct way of saying it. Uh, that agent can, under the authority of the power of attorney, apply for Medicaid on their behalf. If the person has not been foresighted enough to appoint that person as an agent, some other person as an agent, uh, then the nursing home would have to proceed to get a guardian appointed by the court for that incapacitated individual.
1: Now, one of the reasons I always recommend everyone do a power of attorney, uh, partly because no one plans on becoming disabled uh, even a young guy like me I w- I'm not planning on uh, breaking my collarbone again uh, in a triathlon race but things happen and uh, you can't sign checks or things so everyone should have a power of attorney um, and uh, whether they're you know, you know young middle-aged or even older because uh, if they do have a power of attorney they're picking a trusted person that can make make these applications have to sell the house if, if necessary because most people do want the best the best care um, I'd say and also to avoid that guardianship thing because it's it's almost a sad process where you have to uh, in an open court uh, you know have a a complaint for guardianship and uh, share with the court you know uh, sad examples of why the person is no longer able to uh, handle their own affairs it used to the person used to be called incompetent but that was a politically incorrect term so it's called incapacitated but the word really should be incompetent because there's many people who are incapacitated that have have good minds.
2: Well, there's there is a difference between incompetent mm-hmm. and incapacitated, and and that's that's why uh, the laws in New Jersey were changed a few years back, not necessarily for political correctness, but incompetent is kind of a black and white situation. Either you are competent or you're not competent. Uh, there's there's no gray areas. There's no degrees. There's no variations. The legislature and the courts have recognized that a person can have some limited capacity to do certain things. And uh, therefore they went to the they went to the terminology of incapacitated because when a judge makes a decision about whether a person is incapacitated or not, the judge is supposed to also decide what areas that person can handle and what areas that person cannot handle. So, so for most
1: families, though they're better off having the power of attorney done so they don't have to go through this expensive guardianship proceeding.
2: It can be an expensive proceeding, and, yes, if, if, if you plan well in advance, you can have a power of attorney done.
1: Let's see, yeah. Uh, uh, when we uh, come back from the break, uh, our, the next question is going to be, what are the rules with regard to the required spend down for Medicaid? Because I hear things, you know, what we always hear, like, uh, you know, how many months or how many years is, does that have to go? Uh, this is NJ Law Talk. I'm Ken Vercam, and I'm an attorney from Edison, Uh, New Jersey on Woodbridge Avenue, and uh, we also help people, uh, as Bill does, with probate, estate planning wills, powers of attorney, and other types of things.
0: I'm a paid non-attorney spokesperson. When you need a lawyer, remember this. Call Ken Verkammen. No matter what your legal need may be, wills and living wills, powers of attorney, probate, estate planning, traffic matters, criminal charges, call Ken Verkammen. Mr. Vercammon is a well-known attorney with offices in Edison at 2053 Woodbridge Avenue. He's author of the American Bar Association's Wills and Estate Administration. He established njlaws.com, and he's the chair of the ABA Estate Planning and Law Committee. Hundreds of clients know him for the work he's done for them, or from one of his many speaking engagements around the state. Call 732-572-0500. That's 732-572-0500 for the law offices of Kenver-Kammon or on the web at njlaws.com. Kenver-Kammon, the lawyer you want when it's a lawyer you need. Call 732-572-0500 and leave your legal matters to Kenver-Kammon. The selection of an attorney is an important decision. If you find anything false or misleading in this ad, report it to the Committee on Attorney Advertising, CN037, Trenton, New Jersey, 08625. Are you ready for some online football? WCTCAM.com's free Pro Football Pick'em Challenge is back. It's another season of choosing the winning teams of the pro football games each weekend. Whether you break down the stats of all the players or just pick the teams based on their uniform color, WCTCAM.com's free Pro Football Pick'em Challenge is the online game for you. Play against other football fans as well as the WCTC Air personalities using your computer or mobile device. Or make your weekly picks through your Facebook account. National prizes include Fathead Wall Graphics and the grand prize, a trip for two to Hawaii. Weekly winners score dinner for two from Quaker Steak and Lube in Edison, Brick and Fahatcon, Known for its Best Wings USA and over 25 signature sauces. Offering beer and wing specials during every football game. Log on to WCTCAM.com now to create your free account. Good luck from the station where winners come to play. 1450 WCTC.
3: Checking WCTC traffic, sponsored by the Foundation for a Better Life. And once again, the weather not cooperating too much with your travel. So leave extra time. Look for stop and go traffic southbound side of 287 from exit 6 right out into 440. 440 is still pretty busy out to Woodbridge Avenue Uh, from 287. The parkway, the turnpike, nothing out of the ordinary. Certainly no lanes blocked. Winston Churchill's were in his country in the face of defeat today. They inspire us to reach for our own victories. Commitment. Pass it on from the Foundation for a Better Life at values.com. Still holding at 42 degrees, John Grimeyer, WCTC traffic.
4: Now the 1450 WCTC forecast. Well, the heavy rain from the coastal storm has exited, but that storm is going to stall in our region the next few days. It means more occasional areas of rain tonight, mid-30s and windy. Off and on rain on Wednesday, mixing with snow at times, perhaps some coatings, temperatures in the 30s, snow showers left over Wednesday night, and still some snow showers Thursday, mid-30s and breezy. I'm Sean Rowland on 1450 WCTC.
0: Now, more NJ Law Talk on 1450 WCTC and WCTCAM.com.
1: Hello, Central Jersey. This is Attorney Ken Verkammer from Edison, and I'm back with my friend Bill Isley. He's an attorney who handles Medicaid and uh, nursing home issues. So, uh, Bill, uh what are some of the rules with regard to the required spend-down for Medicaid?
2: Well, the spend-down is is fairly simple, Ken. Medicaid rules are that you can't have more than $2,000 in assets. And assets are basically anything that you own. Um, so if, uh, like the example you gave before, the gentleman has $100,000, $150,000, He's got to spend that down to where he's only got $2,000 left before he can be eligible for Medicaid.
1: So uh, the family says, well, I, I read that uh, for the per- I can gift away uh, $14,500 per year and not have to pay a gift tax. Let's say and that, But that's gift tax. How, how much can you gift away uh, for Medicaid? Zero.
2: Zero. Zero. Because be if you uh, gift the gift that gift tax rule is a is a tax law. It is not a Medicaid law, and uh, people should not confuse the two. Uh, they're very very different. Uh, if someone does gift away money or uh, make transfers for less than fair market value, then Medicaid, uh, in reviewing that person's application, uh, will impose a penalty period, and the Uh, penalty period is uh, calculated this year on uh, a value of $313 a day. So, if you give away $3,130, okay, then you've got 10 days of ineligibility for Medicaid. Now, the kicker with that is that the ineligibility period doesn't start until you're already in the nursing home and you need the services. So, you don't have any room to uh, to play with that. Um, basically, what it means is if there's an ineligibility period imposed, there will be a period of time when nobody is paying for your care. And as we said before, nursing homes, whether they're for-profit or not-profit, still need to make money to pay the bills, to pay the staff, to pay for the food, to pay for the linens. Um, and even, even- – public facilities such as
1: roosevelt care center sure uh say they get they get paid they're not a, a, a free
2: facility either that's correct they they still need to do the same things to pay the staff to pay uh, employees to pay insurance to keep the lights on
1: now uh let's see i've heard that there are certain assets that are exempt that uh don't count for this like two thousand plus dollar limit what okay. are some of the exempt assets
2: there there are a few um, You can have one life insurance policy with a face value no more than $1,500. Not too many people these days uh, have such small life insurance policies, but uh, Medicaid law allows you to have one life insurance policy that has a face value of no more than $1,500. You can keep your personal effects, uh, your your household uh, belongings, things like that don't have much value and Medicaid uh, doesn't have the staff or the ability to, to value those things. So those are generally exempt. You can, in addition to that life insurance policy that I was talking about, you can also do uh, pre-planning with regard to a funeral um, and put money into an irrevocable, that means one that can't be revoked, trust um, for, uh, for your funeral and burial. Um, and many clients who come in to me who are trying to deal with the spend-down situation, the uh, first thing I advise them to do is make sure that their funeral is prepaid. What happens if they don't? Medicaid will, uh, when the person dies, provide a very small amount of money uh, for the funeral. Uh, generally, the amount of money is such that the person will almost certainly have to be cremated. There won't be money in there. Yeah, for, I think it's only
1: $900, yeah. some, some minuscule uh, amount.
2: So it's best if you if you have some money and you're in the spend down process, to consider uh, putting that money into an irrevocable uh, funeral trust, so that uh, uh, you can have the kind of, of burial that you want. Let's see, there's um,
1: there's something called a Medicaid lookback period, you know, and uh, let's see, I know that if if, if someone tra- someone tr- could s- consider could transfer all their assets away and then uh, uh, five years go by, and Donald Trump could transfer all his assets away, five years go by, and then if he has to go to the nursing home at five years in a day, um, he can say, okay, you taxpayers are going to pay for, pay for me. I'd say, uh, just in um, more detail, what, what's this Medicaid look-back period?
2: Okay, the Medicaid look-back period is five years, um, and any, anything that you have transferred away for other than fair market value is looked at and considered by medicaid and uh, as i said before they will impose a penalty period uh... that's based on a calculation of three hundred and thirteen dollars a day um, that that number will change again probably the beginning of of next year so listeners don't necessarily have to keep that number in their head but you know approximately if you do the multiplication uh... three hundred dollars a day is about nine thousand dollars a month um, and uh, so you know that uh, if, you, if you give away nine dollars or $10,000, the penalty period would be about, uh, about a month. Now, that, th- that penalty period is cumulative over the last five years, five years prior to the day that you made that Medicaid application. Uh, so it's important that uh, if you are going to consider that kind of planning, uh, for old age, um, you do it well in advance um, because any transfer that's made within that five-year period will be found and will result in a penalty.
1: People have asked me, uh, I'd say, well, who's going to find out? Is there a Medicaid police department that's going to, to, to find out? And I said, well, it's really the Department of Justice. Uh, if it's federal, state, it's the attorney general's office and the county prosecutor, Right. That's correct. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's, that's, that's Medicaid fraud. It is. Now, how do, they, how do they, quote, find out? I mean, someone fills out the application, Board of Social Services Welfare, and there's a question, any transfers within five years, and the person, uh, the, the child who has the power of a che- checks off, no.
2: How do well, they find out? The first thing that they will that they will ask you for um, when you make that application for Medicaid is the last five years' statements on all accounts that you had, uh, whether in banks or brokerage houses or whatever, uh, any financial accounts that you had over the last five years. They want to see the statements, and Medicaid does have access to banking information. Uh,
1: How do they have access to? I thought that's private. Uh, How do they have access to
2: that? Anything anything that you – well, first of all, if you don't provide them anything – You don't get in. That's a problem right there. Uh, But secondly, anything that you do provide, they will see if there are transfers between accounts. They'll raise questions about the information that you provide to them. Uh, and they'll, they'll scrutinize that information very, very carefully.
1: And you also sign authorization so that they can get that information. That's right. You you know, so if the, family play, if the family plays games goes, oh, we can't find anything, we didn't live with mom, uh, uh, they're signing authorization so that they can get the tax returns if the person says, I don't want to provide it, correct? Right. They what, can
2: get the tax yeah, returns, certainly. Yeah.
1: When we get back, uh, we'll talk about uh, uh, if one, there's one spouse going to the nursing home and the other is uh, the community spouse. Thank you. We'll be back shortly.
0: I'm a paid non-attorney spokesperson. When you need a lawyer, remember this. Call Ken Verkammen. No matter what your legal need may be, wills and living wills, powers of attorney, probate, estate planning, traffic matters, criminal charges, call Ken Verkammen. Mr. Vercammon is a well-known attorney with offices in Edison at 205 Free Woodbridge Avenue. He's author of the American Bar Association's Wills and Estate Administration. He established NJLaws.com, and he's the chair of the ABA Estate Planning and Law Committee. Hundreds of clients know him for the work he's done for them, or from one of his many speaking engagements around the state, call 732-572-0500. That's 732-572-0500 for the law offices of Kenver Kamen or on the web at njlaws.com. Kenver Kamen, the lawyer you want when it's a lawyer you need. Call 732-572-0500 and leave your legal matters to Kenver Kamen. The selection of an attorney is an important decision. If you find anything false or misleading in this ad, report it to the Committee on Attorney Advertising, CN 037 Trenton, New Jersey 08625.
2: AP Update, I'm Ross
5: Simpson. A report on CIA-enhanced interrogation techniques has touched off a firestorm in the U.S. Senate. We have stood by the Geneva Convention since its inception, and I am convinced that the techniques in question violate the Geneva, Geneva Convention. And I'm also convinced that they were motivated by fear.
2: Republican Senator Lindsey Graham says the techniques which included waterboarding of terrorist suspects did not come close to the evil tactics of terrorists but Graham says they are still terribly wrong.
5: There is no comparison. The comparison is between who we are and what we want to be. In that regard we made a mistake. Since the report was written by Democrats, incoming Senate Majority Leader Mitch McConnell
2: says the Senate Intelligence Committee report serves no useful purpose. AP Update, I'm Ross Simpson.
3: Hi, I'm Jeff Lacarty from lacardi Chrysler, Dodge Ram, in Greenberg and Lacardi Ford, Lincoln, and Washington sponsors of the Rutgers Scarlet Knights.
6: Daddy, does McCarty really have the lowest prices?
3: Yes, Abby. For over 75 years, nobody sells new and used vehicles for less. We love helping people get a great deal with no money down, 0% financing, top dollar for their trade-in, and no payments till spring. Wow, Daddy. Everyone should buy at Lacardi. That's right. We have over 400 new vehicles at our two great locations and over 300 premium quality used vehicles at our used Car Supercenter, or at the lowest prices with immediate credit approval. So come see us at McCarty Chrysler Diagram Ram on Route 22 in Greenbrook, and McCarty
6: Ford on again on Route 22 in show
3: or McCarty.com, that's McCarty, L-I-C-C-A-R-D-I.com.
6: Nobody sells cars for less than my daddy. Go, when start got it. it nice! Hey, more
4: shop McCarty. Hi, I'm Dr. Steven Goldberg. My first wife lost her battle with breast cancer at age 44. We know that early detection of breast cancer saves lives. Breast self-exams and mammography play a central role in detecting and eventually treating breast cancer. Every woman has an option from traditional mammography to the latest technology, 3D mammography, which delivers 40% more accuracy in just a few seconds. To learn more, visit rbmc.org. So, Lisa, did you hear about Helen
6: in HR? Lucky, I'm not into gossip. They let her go. It's none of my business or yours. Seems she posted the new job opening in accounting. Like I said, I don't gossip. And she didn't use NewJerseyHelpWanted.com. (sighs) No. claims she forgot. How could that happen? I mean, was she trying to get fired? She must have known. Right. I mean, that is HR 101. It's the first thing you learn. Use NewJerseyHelpWanted.com. It reaches thousands of job seekers. Yeah, it lets you post into five different categories for no extra cost, and they have a resume database. And that live customer service to help you write your perfect job posting. Really? They do all the work for you. Don't tell anyone. No, I, I don't gossip. Oh, well, Me neither. No, we're just gathering information. Right. (laughs) Busy afternoon? Actually, I have to post a job. Seems there's an opening in HR. Do you mind if I tell Tracy in marketing? You didn't hear it from me. I would never gossip. NewJerseyHelpWanted.com. Long name, amazing results. The Farmers' Almanac predicts this winter is going to be as
0: bad as, if not worse, than last winter. You're going to need to know if your children's school is delayed or closed. All you have to do is log on to the WCTC Teachers Insurance Plan in New Jersey storm closings page at WCTCAM.com. Teachers Insurance Plan in New Jersey. Educators, school employees, and PTA members save on auto insurance with exclusive low rates through Teachers Insurance Plan in New Jersey. Call 855-99-TEACH for your free... Free quote. That's for a free quote today.
7: Hi, I'm Jan Elliott in Snow Country, and this report brought to you by the Empire State Development's Division of Tourism, proud owner of the I Love New York brand. Come ski New York State; you'll find everything you need to plan your next ski and ride adventure at iskiny.com. Well, here's the deal. Many mountains have enjoyed some serious forward momentum with the snowmaking, especially a nice shot of cold over the last couple of days. Now, this latest storm will bring some challenges for the nearby mountains. Many will take a break. Mountains in the north country and at the higher elevations could see a whole lot of snow out of this event, and it won't be that light, fluffy snow either. It'll be that heavy base-building snow, and it's what we like to see in the month of December. Now, the important thing to remember is the mountains close to home do have a chance to fire up those snow guns and run those groomers to whip trails into shape before... For the weekend, in the meantime, calling ahead is always wise on a day like today. Mountain operations could change quickly. Get the details at snowcountry.com, the best place to go for the latest snow conditions and lift ticket deals for your favorite mountain. I'm Jan Elliott on the New Talk Radio, 1450 WCTC, the voice of Central Jersey.
3: Checking WCTC traffic, we're sponsored by the Foundation for a Better Life. Really, it's not all that bad as far as incidents are concerned. You still may find some poor visibility in high-standing water. We have no reports of any lanes or road closures at this point. 287, still slowing down a little bit on a 440. Parkway's busy by Metro Park. That's in the southbound direction at 18 southbound from Route 1 out to the New Jersey Turnpike is stop and go. Winston Churchill's words stirred his country in the face of defeat today. They inspire us to reach for our own victories. Commitment, pass it on from the Foundation for a Better Life. 43 degrees, John Grimeyer, WCTC traffic. Now
4: the 1450 WCTC forecast. Expect areas of showers to continue into the evening and nighttime hours. It's windy as well, lows about 35. Coastal storms still hovering near the region. will continue with occasional rain on Wednesday, mixing and changing the snow at times, perhaps a coating to an inch. High temperatures 35 to 40. Still some showers Wednesday night, lingering into Thursday. Highs in the mid to upper 30s. I'm Sean Roland on 1450 WCTC.
0: Now, more NJ Law Talk on 1450 WCTC and WCTCAM.com.
1: Hello, this is Ken Vercam, and I'm an attorney from Edison, New Jersey, and this is NJ Law Talk. We're here every Tuesday, and our special guest star this week is Bill Isley, uh, who handles Medicaid and uh, nursing home plannings for uh, for families that uh, need assistance. So, um We've uh, been talking about nursing homes and, uh, you know, what's called the look-back period. And, uh, you know, if let's say there's uh, two, two spouses. And mm-hmm. one of the spouse has a, a medical condition that uh, um, they uh, they can really no longer stay at home. I mean, the the, uh, the, sp- the spouse has done everything possible, you know, bringing in people to help out. And it's a point in time where they really need, need help. So uh, what if... Only one spouse needs to go into a nursing home. Uh, what are some things that uh, at least a community spouse can keep and uh, uh, what, what can't they keep? What are some of the su- uh, suggestions you have to uh, families?
2: Okay, well, as long as the community spouse is living in the home, the home is exempt and uh, does not get considered in terms of the, the assets uh, uh, that have to be spent down. The community spouse can keep one automobile, uh, personal effects and household goods, again, those, those are exempt, whether it's uh, one individual now or that's, a couple. Uh, that,
1: so let's say, um, let's say they have a, uh, a house uh, uh, in, in Edison, and, but they didn't really need the house. They were already planning on uh, uh, downsizing. I'd say that really wouldn't be a good idea because uh, whatever monies are left over would be considered uh, available for Medicaid, correct? correct. So correct. They, they'd almost be better selling their big house and moving into a more expensive townhouse that so they don't have to take care of but then they're making uh, less assets available for medicaid or you know people think of nursing home correct
2: i suppose you know in a particular situation that that could happen whatever the whatever the home is uh... the home is exempt while one of the spouses is living there um, if you sell it, convert it to money, convert it to cash, then that cash is available to, uh, to pay for the uh, institutionalized spouse's uh, needs and care. Um, and same thing with a
1: car. If they had a a, a 2001 uh, Chevy that ran great but it's only worth uh, $2,000, uh, they could buy that that Lincoln or that Caddy they always, always wanted, and then they're taking more money that would be – possibly use for nursing home to uh, keep to buy a nicer car
2: they can do that yes
1: let's see what is uh... and uh... what are some of the other exempt
2: uh, assets um, a wedding ring uh, medical equipment uh, the burial fund that i talked about before um, and uh, in terms of insurance uh, if you have term life insurance that's exempt and, again, uh, if you have whole life, uh, you can have a whole life policy as long as the face value or the, excuse me, the uh, cash value doesn't exceed uh,
1: $1,500. Now, most married people have I love you wills. Let's say uh, if, I, if I pass, everything goes to you. And we're talking about usually people from first marriage situations. Let's say everything I, goes to you. If you pass, everything goes to me. Then it, go, then it goes to our, our kids. Let's see. If someone uh, goes into a uh, a nursing home care facility, can the community spouse go and do a new will that says, "Listen, I love my spouse, but I'm not going to give everything to them anymore because then it would go. It'd be available for a nursing home. I'll just give it to my kids instead and take them out."
2: That's certainly an aspect of good planning, as as you know, Ken, as as an estate planning lawyer, uh, the uh, surviving spouse uh, does have a, uh, an elective share that they can claim if they are completely disinherited. Uh, but otherwise, yes, the, uh, it's better
1: that they get a third than a hundred percent. Right. I'd say, and what, when I'm counseling families, it goes, listen, I know you love your spouse. I'd say you wouldn't have been together for 58 years or, you know, 60 years if it wasn't good. Let's say, uh, I'd say, do you think your spouse would want all this money going towards, um, uh, Nursing home, or towards towards the government, or do you want to put some toward towards your kids? Right, and it's 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 a tough decision. Talking to people uh, sometimes, Uh, they say, listen, you know, it's
2: emotionally tough. There are a lot of factors you want to consider. There are tax aspects to it. If uh, if you've got enough money uh, to have to worry about estate taxes,
1: it's similar (laughs) to people that have a a a grown child that uh, is getting SSI or you know some other governmental programs. And so, listen, if we leave money to them. Then they could possibly lose lose their entitlements and if they don't want to spend the money setting up special needs trusts, then they'll put they'll do a will saying listen I leave no money to this child not because I don't love this child but they would not be able to enjoy the money uh, as
2: much as as other people bottom line is it all has to be considered on a case-by-case basis depending upon your particular circumstances
1: yeah. Let's see. Can can pl- if uh, one of the spouses has to go into we talked about the five year look back period. Right. Um, and we usually say if if the husband has to go into the uh, facility first, let's see, uh, can you do the can you do transfers out of that uh, husband's name into the wife's name uh, within that five years? Is that uh, transfers is that to
2: the spouse are exempt? Yes. So that's that's cool. Right. Let's see. Right. Uh,
1: but you can't make transfers to the uh Typically you can't make transfers to the kids but there was uh, there are some laws that uh, sometimes you can transfer the uh, the house to someone in a di- uh, take take the uh, nursing home person's name off and just put it into uh, uh, other people's names and what if are a some person, of those people
2: If a person has a disabled child they can transfer the house to the disabled child or to a trust for the disabled child <laughs> if the person um, has a family member who lives with them and takes care of them and keeps them out of the nursing home for two years prior to uh, their eventual entry to the nursing home, the house can be transferred to that caregiver child as well.
1: That's that's interest. so let's, let's say there's three kids. You can't, if you transfer it to all three kids, then that's no good, no. it has to be to the to the caregiver.
2: That's right, just to the caregiver child and, and there has to be some documentation not only that the child lived there, but that the child cared for them and kept them out of the nursing home. I usually get letters from doctors that certify uh, to that yeah, care as For
1: example, so, someone's in a, someone's in a wheelchair, or they're uh, they're they're homebound. They have different uh, medical medical issues, right. and uh, the child was you know providing substantial amounts of, of care. Correct. Right. Uh, are there? Are there any options to nursing home if the person um, needs needs assistance?
2: Well, nursing homes don't have a, a good name, as you indicated before. Uh, uh, one thing I hear most commonly is, I don't want to put my mother in a home. Okay, um, She's already in a home. She's in her home, or she's in your home. Uh, nursing homes certainly serve their purpose, and as you say, uh, they have improved tremendously. Over the last several decades, but yes, there are alternatives. Um, one alternative is is home care. Uh, there are agencies that will provide uh, bonded individuals, so you don't have to worry about them stealing from you or, or anything like that, uh, to come into your home.
1: And those are bona fide companies, not someone who right. advertises in the back of the uh, um, the newspaper. You know, home care.
2: Right, uh, but the. Um, the downside of that is that that those companies will charge usually about twenty five dollars an hour, and if you do the math and you have somebody come in for eight hours a day, um, you know, you know, you see pretty quickly that that's going to be the equivalent of what you'd have to pay in a nursing home. So what are you really gaining there other than the the comfort of the person remaining in their own home? Uh, so, and someti- that's only for eight hours a day.
1: Yeah. I mean, sometimes we have the uh, it's. I don't want to call it the battle, but the uh, um, the kids the kids want to do uh, what uh, should be called inheritance protection. They want to protect their their inheritance, and uh, sometimes they'll ask me, well, what what do I suggest? And I says, well, I'm the wrong person to ask because I want to go in the the nicest facility possible or get the best care. Let's see, I don't want to get you know. Cheap care or or bad care, just so my uh, my kids down the road can get a a windfall. I right. want great care.
2: Well, and, and not only that, Ken, but as as an attorney, if you're representing the the elderly person who's going into the nursing home, there may very well be a conflict of interest uh, there with with the children because their interests are not the same as as their mother or father's interests. I mean, might most
1: be. most like, uh, experienced estate planning attorneys are very very careful in. Uh, um, the issues of conflicts and undue influence. So, at least in my office, we email out a form or mail a form right away where we want the, our client to fill it out, not their kids, and indicate okay, who do they want as executor one in the will? Who's executor two? Uh, power of attorney, same thing. Who do they want to get their assets as one, two, three? Any specific bequests? Any people who shouldn't get anything? and then I have them sign it. This way, if we ever had to go in front of uh, you know, our, our probate judge, if there was an issue on the will after the person passed away, I would say, listen, it's in their handwriting, this is what they told me, and when I sit down with a client, I keep the kids, the kids stay out of the room, let's say, we mail the document to, to everyone so they can see it ahead of time, and then when we sign, no no kids are in the room, and. Uh, they don't get to come in until after everything's, everything's signed. And it's up to the parents whether they even want to give copies to the kids. Because if they say, send a copy to my daughter, he goes, oh, I will make copies. You can send it to them. Okay, when we get back, uh, we're going to talk a little bit more uh, about something called uh, long-term care insurance. Uh, my name is Ken Vercam, and I'm an attorney from Edison, New Jersey, on Woodbridge Avenue. And uh, I'm here with Bill Isley, who handles Medicaid and nursing home uh, uh, issues for families.
0: I'm a paid non-attorney spokesperson. When you need a lawyer, remember this. Call Ken Verkammen. No matter what your legal need may be, wills and living wills, powers of attorney, probate, estate planning, traffic matters, criminal charges, call Ken Verkammen. Mr. vercammon is a well-known attorney with offices in Edison at 2053 Woodbridge Avenue. He's author of the American Bar Association's Wills and Estate Administration. He established njlaws.com, and he's the chair of the ABA Estate Planning and Law Committee. Hundreds of clients know him for the work he's done for them, or from one of his many speakers, engagements around the state. Call 732-572-0500. That's 732-572-0500 for the law offices of Kenver Kamen or on the web at njlaws.com. Kenver Kamen, the lawyer you want when it's a lawyer you need. Call 732-572-0500 and leave your legal matters to Kenver Kamen. The selection of an attorney is an important decision. If you find anything false or misleading in this ad, report it to the Committee on Attorney Advertising. CN 037
5: Trenton, New Jersey 08625. If you've got an IRA, 401k, or pension plan, I've got some really bad news for you. The IRS wants you to think these qualified plans are the best way to save for retirement. They give you a tax break when you contribute. Sounds good, right? Wrong. A qualified plan could be a tax disaster when you retire. With $17 trillion in debt, taxes are already going up. Imagine paying a tops tax rate of 94% like they did in the 1940s. There is a better way. It's an alternative the ultra-rich use that beats the pants off your IRA or 401k. It's been around for years. Your money grows tax-deferred, has no taxes during retirement and no income taxes when you die. Plus, you can grow your money potential double digits with no risk of losing money when the market crashes. If the market tanks like 2008, you lose nothing. Call 800-925-1717 now to talk to a specialist and get a free copy of my Inc. Magazine best-selling book, Safe Money Millionaire to protect yourself from taxes and crashes. The next 37 callers get free shipping and handling, no credit card required. Call 1-800-925-1717. Again, that's 1-800-925-1717.
3: Checking. WCTC traffic sponsored by the Foundation for a Better Life. 27 southbound exit 4 to 3 is slow and then stop and go. from exit 1 out to 440 and you're slow on 440 Woodbridge Avenue out towards Smith Street. Not really all that bad on the parkway. Some southbound traffic getting down towards Metro Park and also looks like uh, the turnpike is doing just fine. Still not great driving situation out there with the weather so try to leave extra time. Winston Churchill's words stirred his country in the face of defeat. Today they inspire us to reach our own victories. Commitment. Pass it on from the Foundation for a Better Life. It's 43 degrees. John Grimeyer, WCTC
4: traffic. Have a great evening. Now the 14 1450 WCTC forecast. Well, the heavy rain from the coastal storm has exited, but we're still going to deal with occasional showers tonight. It's windy. Lows in the mid-30s. Areas of rain will start mixing and even changing to areas of snow on Wednesday. Perhaps some coatings. Temperatures in the 30s and windy. Still some snow showers left over Wednesday night. And then cloudy on Thursday. Breezy. 35 to 40 with a leftover snow shower. I'm Sean Roland on 1450 WCTC. WCTC.
0: Now, more NJ Law Talk on 1450 WCTC and WCTCAM.com.
1: Hello, this is Ken Verkam, an attorney from Edison, New Jersey, and this is our weekly show, NJ Law Talk. We're here with uh, Bill Isley, who handles uh, Medicaid and nursing home issues for families. And uh, we're just about to talk about uh, uh, something called um, insurance. And uh, what's what's the type of insurance that people could possibly buy? to pay for nursing homes?
2: Well, what you're talking about there, Ken, is long-term care insurance. And unfortunately, the market is getting smaller all the time. Uh, Metropolitan pulled out a few years ago, Prudential pulled out a few years ago. Uh, It's not a profitable uh, form of insurance for the insurance companies, and it's getting harder and harder to find. And of course, the harder it gets to find, the more expensive it is.
1: So, ball—I mean, there's—it's based upon age, uh, uh, health. But let's say for a uh, a, a 65-year-old uh, um, man and a 65-year-old woman, ballpark, what does it cost?
2: I have no idea. 65. 65. If, if you can, if you can get it at 65, and I have some serious doubt that you could. Um, it would probably be uh, upwards of of four, probably between four and five thousand dollars a month, um, and that doesn't make a lot of sense uh, because the nursing home care itself is only going to cost you nine to ten thousand dollars a month.
1: So when are when are people like uh, that buy it? Typically buying it
2: usually in their mid to late fifties. Uh, it's still pretty affordable, uh, depending on A lot of factors, what kind of coverage uh, you want. If you're 55 right now, um, and again, it's going to vary from insurance company to insurance company, but you're going to pay about $2,000 a a year um, for a benefit of $150 a day. So $150 a day will pay maybe half, uh, probably a little less than half of uh, your nursing home care expenses. Uh, so you've got to make up the other 150 with either your savings or with your income.
1: Now, yeah, $2,000 uh, at age maybe 55 is not a huge chunk of money, let's say. Uh, but then it goes up every year. Right. Let's say, uh, I mean, you hear like, uh, one of the ads talks about the, the uh, cheap term life insurance and says that doesn't go up. That's not applicable to this long-term care insurance. It goes up and up and up and up and up. Right. Let's see. Now, uh, to, periodically my clients will uh, come in to see me and they'll say, like, oh, I, wa- I want to get a, uh, a, trust, a trust done. And uh, I'll say, well, were you watching, uh, you, know, uh, you know, Susie Orman or someone on TV? And they said, yes. He goes, well, in, uh, New, Jer- in New York, California, Florida, everyone should have a trust because probate is very complicated. New Jersey's a probate easy state for most estates. They just need a will, uh, the death certificate, check for about $150. the Executor goes in, and uh, it's not it's not You're that, right in, you know, in the, New
2: Jersey. Avoidance of probate is certainly not a reason yeah. to go through uh, establishing a trust. Let's uh, see,
1: but some people do set up <laughs> trusts uh, for um, for the purposes of, of nursing homes. And uh, what are some of the uh, the good examples of why someone would want to have a trust? Uh, a a irrevocable trust
2: well, there are some non Medicaid advantages to making transfers to a trust um, uh, if if your child uh, has has creditors uh, and you want to transfer money to your child you want to put that into a trust so that, uh, it's less likely his creditors will get it um, <clears throat> if uh, and, and we well know that uh, the divorce rate in uh, New Jersey is probably 50 percent, uh, so it avoids assets being uh, obtained in a divorce. Um, and uh, there are other other good non-Medicaid benefits to establishing a trust. Um, there is no Medicaid benefit to establishing a trust. There is no such thing – well, I, people sell them, but there is is no legitimate – Thing such as a Medicaid avoidance trust you can't just put your money into a trust and uh, uh, qualify for Medicaid right away as a matter of fact there is a law in New Jersey that invalidates documents including trusts which reduce or exclude payments due to an individual's actual or potential eligibility for Medicaid Um, so anybody who sets out to to set up a Medicaid avoidance trust Is whistling in the wind
1: however if someone was let's say 65 years old let's say they could decide okay listen here's what we're gonna do we're gonna put all our assets into or most of our assets into a trust if five years go by um, that trust can't be touched for the purpose of Medicaid as long as they are not the trustee and as long as someone else is the trustee and it doesn't require that Monies be paid out, correct? It, have to,
2: it has to be very carefully structured so that the person who put the money into the trust doesn't have any ownership claim to the assets in that trust. Okay. That's right. And
1: is that, that's something that your office in
2: Princeton uh, handles. We can, uh, but again, it's got to it's got to be done at least five years before the person applies for Medicaid. And, and so, there's no way to predict uh, yeah. what might happen to you in the next five years.
1: What about sometimes people says, "Well, I want to put, I want to put." Uh, Uh, the house into the trust the same thing it's still a five-year look-back period same thing let's see Um, if they transfer the house to kids let's say still five-year look-back period correct same thing let's say and the danger sometimes of just say I'm gonna transfer the house to the kids is well there's there's three big dangers let's say mom and dad bought their house in 1962 for $15,000 it's worth uh, 315 now in a depressed market that's a $300,000 capital gain or uh, profit Let's say if mom and dad sell it, they don't have to pay the capital gain because they have exemptions. If they pass away, there's what's called a step-up in basis to right. that $315,000. Right. If the kids
2: inherit that house, yeah. there's a step-up yeah. in basis, and, and that huge capital gain okay. goes away.
1: But they just outright transfer it to the kids <coughs> who don't live there. Then uh, the kids are getting a carryover basis of $15,000, and when they go to sell it, they will have to pay that capital gain
2: correct very much simplified yeah. if if, if uh, improvements have been made to the house over the years and so forth and so on and you can prove those things that goes into increasing the basis and, But basically okay. yeah
1: in addition if, if, four, if four years and three months go by and they have to go to the nursing home then it's ineligible so they've guaranteed payment of the capital gain and have to give back money if, if unless it can be undone so you know it's there's no there's no simple there's no simple answer in doing this, that's why someone should sit down with uh, an experienced attorney such as you, or someone else that does like a, um, Medicaid uh, planning and Medicaid issues. Right. You know, don't just re- don't just like say I read something on the internet and this is what this is what I want to do. Because you know, once a week, someone calls me up. Well, uh, I want to transfer. My kids want me to transfer the house into into their names. I goes well. Let's say, uh, Then that's that's assets that uh, could be attached down down the road. Let's see. Um, uh, Bill, we're wrapping up now. Where's your office? My office is in Princeton on Route 1 in the Carnegie Center. Let's say, and uh, let's say, what's your phone number in case someone wants to contact you for Medicaid uh, issues?
2: My direct line is 609-580-3780. Let's see. Well, let's see.
1: Uh, this is uh, Ken Verkam, and I'm an attorney in Edison, New Jersey, on Woodbridge Avenue. I like to say that uh, Woodbridge Avenue is the road that Middlesex County College is on. I'll tell you, I I taught there years ago. It was uh, fun. I never realized how difficult it was being a teacher until I actually had to uh, think and do the work. So we're here every every Tuesday. Uh, last week we had Judge Berman uh, uh, talk, and next week uh, we have uh, um, an attorney talk about uh, uh, medical malpractice cases and personal injuries. So I thank everyone for listening. This is Ken Verkammen from Edison, New Jersey.